Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, The Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is April 5th, 2021. The economy is experiencing the first effects of a powerful double-dose vaccine of broad inoculation and fiscal stimulus. The reality is that forecasts remain very uncertain. The pandemic recession had no modern precedent, and so we have no good roadmap on the speed at which the economy might naturally recover. In addition to this, we have no example of the impact of fiscal stimulus of this scale, aimed primarily at low- and middle-income consumers. What we can say is that the early signs show the recovery is accelerating, suggesting a faster return to normal than many had dared to hope a few months ago. While this is very good news in general, it brings with its challenges for investors in making sure that their portfolios are positioned for a very different financial landscape in a post-pandemic world. On the pandemic itself, the strong improvement in case numbers in January and February has recently stalled out. However, the pace of vaccination continues to accelerate from an average of 1.3 million doses a day at the end of January to over 3 million doses per day over the last week. That being said, most of the impact of vaccination is ahead of us, since full protection from a two-dose vaccine doesn't kick in for two weeks after the second dose, and that as of two weeks ago, just over 13% of the population had been fully vaccinated. A recent Gallup poll showed that 74% of Americans are now willing to be vaccinated, up sharply from 50% last September. And assuming vaccines remain effective against emerging variants of COVID-19, an ever-growing share of the population should achieve some immunity from the disease in the months ahead, allowing the nation to transition back to some form of normal this summer. While we still have some distance to travel in overcoming the pandemic, economic data from March suggests a robust recovery is already underway. The ISM Manufacturing Index from March came in at a 37-year record high of 64.7, blowing past a consensus expectation of 61.5. March light vehicle sales came in at 17.7 million units annualized, the strongest monthly reading since 2017. Most importantly, non-farm payroll employment rose by 916,000 in March, with upward revisions adding a further 156,000 to combined job gains in January and February. With these increases, the economy has now recovered 14 million, or 62%, of the 22.4 million jobs lost in the pandemic. The unemployment rate also fell, a further two-tenths of a percent to 6.0%. The week ahead should provide additional evidence of this acceleration in economic activity, with service sector PMIs showing solid gains for March and the February JOLS survey showing a marked tick-up in job openings. It should be noted that the March employment report, by the way, referred to the survey week that ended on Saturday, March 13th, and thus was not directly impacted by the provisions of the American Rescue Plan, which was signed into law on March 11th. This legislation is set to pump $1.16 trillion, or more than 5% of GDP, into the economy before the end of September. Stimulus checks should now be fueling a surge in consumer spending, as corroborated by recent strength in airport traffic, restaurant reservations, and credit card transactions. In addition, the rescue plan should directly lead to the hiring of healthcare workers as well as those involved in the refurbishment of schools and colleges to meet health protocols. We also need to factor in the impact of further legislation. Last week, President Biden outlined his infrastructure plan, in which $2 trillion in additional spending over the next eight years would be paid for by higher corporate taxes over the next 15. 
These tax increases would include raising the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28% and instituting a 21% tax on overseas corporate profits. While the White House did not provide detailed analysis on how the spending or taxes would be spaced out over time, allowing for the effects of economic growth and inflation, $2 trillion over 15 years would imply about $100 billion in additional taxes in 2022, or roughly 5% of the $2.1 trillion in after-tax corporate profits that we expect for next year. As a practical matter, if this is passed, it will be via the reconciliation process, and due to Senate Senate rules, the legislation can't pass as proposed since the bill would not be allowed to add to the deficit beyond a 10-year window. However, there's a good chance that a trimmed-down infrastructure proposal could pass if combined with a multi-year extension of the enhancements to the child, dependent care and earned income tax credits in the American Rescue Plan. These provisions, which will likely turn out to be very popular, cost $130 billion for a single year, and a multi-year extension of them would likely be financed by higher income and capital gains taxes on upper-income individuals. There's probably at least a 50-50 shot that all of this will go through in a reconciliation bill before the end of the year, and by front-loading benefits and back-loading costs could, on net, add economic stimulus going into 2022. The implications of all this for growth, jobs and inflation are extremely difficult to estimate with any precision. There's simply no modern blueprint for how fast the economy could recover from a pandemic as the pandemic winds down. In addition, we've got no historical experience of what happens when, over a six-month period, stimulus aimed at lower and middle-income households, equivalent to over 5% of GDP, is dispersed into an economy that is already recovering. What does seem likely, however, is that the economic numbers this year will be even stronger than the Federal Reserve's March projections. At that time, they envisioned real GDP rising 6.5% year-over-year in the fourth quarter, with an unemployment rate averaging 4.5%, and consumption deflation inflation projected at 2.2% year-over-year. If, over the next few months, it becomes apparent that the economy will indeed beat these numbers, markets will likely begin to price in a tapering of bond purchases starting in early 2022, and a first increase in the federal funds rate in early 2023, or even back in late 2022. This could easily push 10-year Treasury yields above 2% in the months ahead. Such a scenario presents challenges for investors in fixed income and equities. On the fixed income side, higher Treasury rates could lead to losses for many long-duration and high-quality bonds, as there's limited room for spread compression. One potential exception to this is emerging market debt, although, as always, investors will need to be wary of the many potential regional problems in this space. On the equity side, this scenario also poses some challenges. Following a 22% drop in S&P 500 operating earnings in 2020, analysts expect a 40% rise in 2021 to roughly $172.50. While this is possible in a fast and expected recovery, further gains in 2022 could be very limited, given higher interest rates, higher wage costs, slowing economic growth, and potentially a hit from higher corporate taxes. This makes today's overall market valuations at over 22 times forward earnings look pretty rich while frothy areas of financial markets remain particularly vulnerable to higher interest rates. However, it's also important for investors not to neglect opportunities as we transition to a post-pandemic economy. Even after rotation towards value in small-cap stocks in recent months, relative to history they still look cheap compared to large-cap growth stocks and should benefit from very strong, uh, a very strong economic surge. International stocks also look less expensive than U.S. equities, with higher dividend deals and have the potential to outperform once the global pandemic subsides. A higher-than-average dispersion of valuations within the S&P 500 points to a potential opportunity for active managers. 
Finally, longer-term themes, such as greater R&D investment in green technology and biotech, and the growing importance of China in global fixed-income and equity markets, could all provide opportunities for better returns in the years ahead. A double dose of vaccines and fiscal stimulus should make 2021 a spectacular year for for economic recovery. However, high valuations and rising interest rates could also make it a challenging one for investors, underscoring the importance of making adjustments to help portfolios meet the challenges of a fast recovery and the financial landscape of a post-pandemic world. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.